This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, if you're looking for the show cooler than MC Scat Cat, you've found it. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 291, for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of September, 2017. I'm Adam, and with me tonight are... Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Robot Spirit Side Labor, Hishi Industry HL96 Tyrant 2000 and Construction Scene Set, the Mega Constructs Picard and Borg, and the Diamond Select Muppets Series 3 action figures. Well, welcome, gentlemen. How are we all this week? Good. Fantastic. I'm going to start with fantastic. John, tell us about your week. Um, My boss was up all this week he he works in memphis and last friday he said oh i'm coming up next week and so on, on top of everything else i'm trying to get done you know surprise visit uh, yeah it was it was frustrating week but we got through it so he's a nice hmm. guy and I, I like working for him it's just you know when he's there it's takes away from other stuff so hmm. but he realized that too so he was cool about it hmm. pretty much left us alone that was nice um oh. And what's been happening in more generic John land? Because we haven't you know, chatted for a while. You know, I, I actually was re-diagnosed with something, and I was pretty happy about it. Oh. General awesomeness? Uh, no, I um I have sleep apnea, so I sleep with a, a mask, you know, at night. And uh, I've had my machine for a number of years, and I needed to get it replaced. And they said, oh, well, your prescription's expired. You'll have to go see a doctor if you want to uh, get a new one. So I had to start that whole process of seeing a specialist. And um, I actually had to do a, uh, a little home sleep study mm-hmm. where they, uh, they send you home. And when I had done them before, it had been long enough that they didn't do that. So uh, they, they send you this little thing that looks kind of like the, uh, the thing in Star Trek four, Dr. McCoy puts on uh, Chekhov's head to fix his internal brain damage. Remember that, but it looked kind of like that, and uh, so I slept with that, and I, I went to see him about oh about a week ago, and uh, he's like, "Yep, you have sleep apnea." So I was really relieved because that means I can get a new <laughs> a new a new machine and a new mask and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I just want to say, and this is kind of a little PSA: if if you don't sleep well and you wake up as tired as you go to bed, and um, you know you. you stop breathing when you snore um if your significant other tells you that just just go get it checked out because if it, it's something like sleep apnea yeah it's it's not the most comfortable thing to sleep with at night but but it's treatable and um you know if you can if you can take the treatment you, it'll have a significant impact on your life so that's my little psa i am married oh. to a sleep apnea sufferer Ah, yes. So we we I'm familiar with the mask and the machine. Um, when she did her home test, I had to take her somewhere, and they wired her up with this vest and everything. And they said, "Oh, you'll need someone to drive you home. You won't be able to drive." And she was like, "What?" Yeah, she was like wired for sound. It was crazy. So, um, but yeah, it has made it's made a huge um, difference 
just in terms of because the 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 guy that diagnosed it said like you know you you have probably have like six months you know of sleep debt or whatever before you yeah. actually start to feel the difference just because you're that far behind and it's like wow so I'll tell you what the first the first the first week was pretty cool because it was like somebody had turned on the color on a black and white set a TV yeah. um, but then about a Two weeks after that, I had like the most vivid, whacked out, you know, Jack Kirby dreams that you could imagine um, <laughs> because I hadn't dreamt. I hadn't dreamt and I hadn't realized that I hadn't dreamt in, in something like six months. And, really? And yeah. And I, I got thinking about it. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I had had dreams I could remember. So when I was finally diagnosed and got my machine, it was like, oh, wow, those are those are some wacky things going on. So. Yeah, it was it was cool, but it's yeah, I mean, I bizarre. I feel for. Her. Now, does she have one that covers her mouth, or does she just have a little cannula? No, it's a it's called a nasal pillow. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. mine covers my mouth as well. Really? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I am slightly overweight, so I have a significant sleep apnea. <laughs> well, well, but yeah, no, like you know, the funny thing is, is that. Because I've gotten so used to the little quiet hum of the machine, when I travel for work, I find it like I I need sound to go to sleep. Yeah. Like so, I've actually got this little. I've got an app on my phone called White Noise, mm. and what it does is you can choose. I'll play it for you. This is this is actually brown noise. Can you hear that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You can make it really loud, but. It's like a, it helps me go to sleep. So I just, you know, plug my phone in, put the alarm on and then hit that. And then it has a little like alarm clock feature. So you can see the time, but in a little glowy thing. So it's actually like my little alarm clock and nightlight, but oh, that's also sweet. my just little background noise. Yeah. It's groovy. Well, when I did the the home study, they said, oh, well, I got home and I'm reading the instructions. says, well, you don't sleep with your regular CPAP mask. So I was like, okay. So that means I don't get the feeling of having my mask on. I don't have the sound of the machine on and I normally go to bed and have a pillow or not a pillow, um, a TV on and I have it set to, it turns itself off after, after a certain amount of time trying to sleep in that perfectly quiet room after having that mask for a number of years. It was impossible yeah, yeah. for me. I yeah. had the worst sleep I'd had in, you know, a decade probably. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Crazy. Hmm. The dogs are looking at me going, would you please quit rolling over, please? <laughs> We're trying to sleep here. We're dogs. We have important dogs to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Excellent. All right. Well, I believe uh, Scott said that he was good, so that makes him up next. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I am having a rash of not traveling, so... I was in Melbourne last week, and at this stage I'm in Melbourne for the next two weeks, so I kind of don't know what to do with myself. It's awesome. Um, And tonight we have a sleepover happening here. The eldest is at work, and the youngest has two friends over happily amusing themselves, and I'm chatting to you guys. So, all good here. What about you, Adam? Uh, Work has been incredibly busy the last week, um, and today I have managed to break a crock pot while making slow-cooked lamb by trying to be a smart-ass and put it on the gas hob and make it cook a little faster. Oh, no. Things you learn. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, the slow cooker's gone, 
and um, we finished it off. I managed to salvage it and finish it off using the um, electric fry pan. So now, there we go. When you, yeah. when you say you put it on top of the stove, yep. Did you put the electric part on part on top of the stove too, or did you, did you pull up the liner? Just the just liner. Just the crock pot. Yeah, yeah. Just the actual crock pot part. And what happened? It so, cracked. Yep. <gasps> really? It's too much heat applied. Yep. So the, just wow. there's, there's my public service announcement is those things are not the <laughs> one to take a, uh, a gas pump yeah. with the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Because hmm. some of those don't have removable liners. Yeah. Does, but some of them yeah, don't. That's yeah. why I was like, did you have it plugged in and put it on top of the stove? I was confused. That would have been vaguely hilarious and at the same time likely to start a house fire. I know, but I knew I was talking to you, so I was. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought that I, I thought there might be some, you know. Uh, oh, this will be brilliant and going on. <laughs> no, not nearly. I've got the fire. best idea. Yes, and then not so much. Oh, that's a bummer. So, yeah. Thankfully, slow cookers have dramatically come down in price. Like they used to it used to be a you know a bit of a investment, but now you can get them pretty cheaply. Yeah, I'm actually at the point where I'd rather just use the electric fry pan because you can set it low enough heat that it is essentially a slow cooker, and if you need to cook it a little bit faster, you can turn it up. Um, I want to get a put the liquid in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, a pressure cooker! Wow. Yeah, I like. Mm. I'm kind of interested, but also slightly scared. Um, They're they are not cheap. Um, The like to get it to get a decent one of those, but um, I think you know there's things where it's kind of the reverse when you need to kind of do meat and that sort of thing, but do it quickly. Um, yeah, I think that could be really handy. Um, yeah. Well, so we've tonight we've helped out, you know, the potential sleep apnea sufferers. Um, we've helped out people that might've been contemplating, um, uh, putting their slow cooker insert on the stove. Maybe we could help out some people, about some toys. Madness. It'll never happen. No. no. Well, um, I, I um, have some acquisitions to talk about um, in terms you? of stuff that I have. Yeah, me. I have recently um, acquired things. Um, and I have got – well, first of all, I got my first uh, loot crate from our lovely sponsors, Loot Crate. And oh, cool. I, yeah, and it was a like a – I'm not a hundred percent sure what the theme was, but anyway, I got a <laughs> Zelda T-shirt that everyone who's seen it has said, "Oh, is that Minecraft?" Like, oh, shut up, what? young people! I don't know. I, like it's, it's not. I have to say, I, I looked at it initially and went, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Zelda." And then, um, so my kids were like, "What is that?" Uh, but anyway, I'm wearing it right now. It's really groovy. And then I got an Adventure Time. Um, the nice king and Gunter little, mm, little they're not really figures. It's kind of just like a little figurine thing where he's on his ice throne with Gunter and like okay. three other, yeah, three like four Gunters all together. Um, it's kind of cute and funny. And then a weird Lord of the Rings um color change cup, which well you can't win them all. And um, then I got. The not from Loot Crate. I got the latest DC icons and possibly the last. I think I, I have a feeling that's um, kind of be at the end, uh, which was Nightwing and Supergirl. 
Um, there is a Super Suns set out, which I think is from the Rebirth stuff, which I'm not getting because that doesn't really mean anything to me. And uh, then I also got the one figure that I wanted from the Marvel Legends Thor Ragnarok um, wave, which was Ares, and he's really groovy. Yeah, see, cool. I asked you guys if you needed him, and I had him. I had him in my hand. I had him in my house. Who Ares? For, yeah. What? Yeah, about two three weeks ago, I I posted a thing on the you know the the team thing, and I said, "Does anybody need him?" Oh, I've had him for. I didn't just get him this week. I've actually had him. For oh, hours okay. Talk about him. I just okay. kind of picked saw, saw him randomly somewhere, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize he's actually out yet." So, um, it was cheaper, definitely cheaper for me to get it here than get it sent. But thank you. Yeah, I I actually need to take some pictures at our local Think Geek store because I think our Think Geek may be equivalent to your Zing. I really do. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right because um, Think Zing over here has got Think Geek stuff. Yeah, and I, I I need to just take a few pictures and we'll we'll see if it looks about the same because I bet it does. Cool, cool. Adam, have you acquired anything? I have um, acquired the wonderful toy I'll be talking about tonight, which um, I'll try and avoid giving too many bits and pieces of information away. Um, it's a uh, it's the the Tyrant 2000, which um, was one of those that it was announced and almost immediately. <clears throat> uh, places like Good Bag Toy Store and Hobbyland Japan, if they had it, sold out because it was actually a, a web exclusive for Asia. Um, so I had to go and find out how you can actually get hold of these things um, and eventually did that a month or so later after giving up initially. Um, and, yeah, so I'm quite happy to have it and I think it's, it's pretty damn cool. So talk about it a bit in, uh, in Toy of the Week. Cool. Yeah. John, any for you? Um, I don't know because it's been so long since I've been on and talked. I don't know if I mentioned that, uh, Mrs. Nerd was like super, super awesome for our anniversary this year. And she pretty much got me probably almost every doctor who pop that wow. there is. Yeah. Um, including the, the oversized, uh, is it Davos? The, the Dalek guy with the big head that kind of looks yeah. like a dude sticking out of, yeah. um, he's oversized. And then they did an oversized TARDIS, which I'd never seen in person, but it is very awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, so you know, cool. a bunch of doctors and, um, <laughs> and she realized after she didn't get the war doctor. So she like went back and, and got him for me. Um, Aww. but it's got, you know, I've got multiple Daleks and, um, doctors and companions and it, it is just super awesome. And, and it was like one of those, because of the way she ordered it, you know, one would come in one day and then maybe two the next day. And, um, you know, cause they were all coming from different places, but, uh, oh, yeah, she, she just did it. She just kind of went outside the box and you know, I, you guys heard her when she, when she was on the show and yeah. she may imply that she doesn't know anything about this stuff, but, um, she really does because she went to different places and did research and, you know, tried to figure out, you know, okay, you know, which, where can I get this one from and this one from? So, well, um, cool. she, she, well she knows done. more than she lets on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a super awesome anniversary gift. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. When, when I got my scream, I also got the, um, and I, I'll probably review them at some point. The, uh, SH figure arts, um, I don't know his name is captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, okay. Which is different because it's like the first human figure art I have with like a okay. human face. So, um, yeah. yep. it, 
a little bit of a mixed bag. That's why I want to review them here one of these days. I need, need to really sit down and take some pictures and give it some thought. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. Well, if no one's got anything else to uh, fill everyone in on, I think we will take a short break, come back, and we'll give people a little bit of news. Cool. Give me one moment because someone's just cranked up the heat and I'm melting, so just we'll be right back. Cool, cool. Help me, I'm melting. That would be a good figure art because you could then put like a little packing of a melted version. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wizard of Oz figure arts. That would be awesome, actually. I'd buy those. <laughs> Tracy would love those. She would. She'd be all over that. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Mr. Hey, Hobby Link Japan's having a sale. Why don't you go look? <laughs> Yeah, that didn't cost me anything. <laughs> you didn't have to buy anything. Well, it ticked me off because one of the figures I paid full price for was on there, and I was like, damn it. Oh, I hate when that happens. And it was like half. I was like, yeah. You know, do, do you know what Q figs are? They're, um, they're, I don't know who makes them, but they're, they're kind of little. I'll have to find a link. Um, they they run normally about thirty bucks, and uh, they're they're cute. But I mean, not something that I would buy. But the Aquaman um, Q fig here, I'll find a, a link for you. Uh, actually, is, the Batman's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're actually really cute. But it's kind of one of those things that I'm just like, no, don't do this. Whatever, um, you know, avoiding. But here, I'll put it below the news. But the the Aquaman one is a deluxe one, and he's sitting like on a Cthulhu, and it's it's really groovy. But it, and it's been sitting in my local zing for ninety nine or ninety eight bucks forever, and I just can't bring myself to pay ninety eight bucks for it. And Zing does sales and discounts all the time, um, but I've just been waiting for that to be you know a discounted thing to buy it, and it's just still sitting there, and it's never been discounted and. What I found with Zing sometimes is when they do like, you know, 30% off sales or whatever on, it'll be like on all their stock and they don't necessarily get a label on every single one. And so I've gotten them to check a couple of times, but it's never been reduced. <laughs> I'm like, man, but huh. it's so cool. It's so cute. Um, Like I, I really, I have to have it. Eventually. It is cool. Yeah. Oh, he's got, even got a little lobster on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's the best one. I'm like, why, you know, like why? How often does that happen? Where you know they make Aquaman the deluxe one? <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> it's really annoying. The the Hellboy is very cool. Oh, I haven't seen I, that. I kind of dig that Hellboy. Have you heard of these before? You know, I have, but I don't think I've seen them. Like, I've I've never seen them anywhere. So, okay, or yeah. if I did, I didn't realize it. Um, yeah, uh, and I don't think I paid attention just because it wasn't, you know, like you said, it's not something you collect. Yeah, I so mean, I don't really, I'm not familiar with this company QMX, but they seem to do other. Oh, they do a lot of um, replica stuff. Okay, I, I follow them um, on Twitter, and I want to say they maybe took some of the oh, who was it, Master Replica stuff, maybe, but huh, okay. Not sure. Yeah, the Hellboy's like a little Hellboy with the big um, fist. Okay. Cool. Yeah, see, I, right. I clicked on the picture before and it showed. Oh, there's more than one. But oh no, that's just somebody putting something behind him. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, All right. Oh, good. Each news. Yep. 
Well, wait a minute. No. Okay, I'm ready. Forget it. Scott distracted me. In five, four, three. Well, before we kick off and get into the main features for the week, we uh, have a little bit of news we can go through and share with you. Um, As we've always said, this isn't everything. This is the things that catch our eye and that we would like to talk to you about. And uh, Mr. Scotty, I believe you have the first item. I do. I have got something from Iron Studios that I think looks really cool. Um, Iron Studios does a lot of one-tenth scale stuff, which is um, like your uh, Kotobukiya Artifacts kind of type scale, but... uh, expensive because it's you know cold cast and around here at least they can be kind of nearly 200 bucks so something i've looked at and thought oh that's nice but i you know wouldn't buy that um but then they do do some you know larger pieces and they've just solicited a one six scale uh it's called the marvel battle diorama series wolverine versus juggernaut and uh, I think it's been a fair while since we had kind of Juggernaut in uh, statue form. Um, Bowen Designs had a couple of you know good ones, and um, I think there might be a sideshow comic hit. Uh, but if you are a Juggernaut fan or you just like statues of Wolverine fighting people, um, then this could appeal to you. Uh, it is not cheap. It is $750 US. Um and uh but looking very groovy and it does have some swap out bits so um there is a uh, the wolverine's got two different heads um there's different hands um and also oh box contents also include um a framed picture of the original x-men that's slightly <laughs> random um but <laughs> so that that may or may not be a selling point for you at seven fifty US, uh, but um, Wolverine has both bone and adamantium claws that you can choose from, and mm. uh, it cool. looks very impressive, and probably will scale nicely with the um, Wolverine versus Hulk diorama that Sideshow just did. Cool. Yeah, I think it's you know the scale. first thing. First thing I thought of when you said Wolverine fighting people, I thought Wolverine versus Aunt May. <laughs> 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 Battle right of the Marvel the Universe. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think I, I like when, uh, particularly for this price point, having some display options. You know, you've got masked and unmasked Wolverine heads and then the bone claws or the adamantium claws. So, yeah, that's quite groovy. Um, he's in his uh, kind of. Um, the tiger stripe yellow and blue um, uniform, which has never been my fave, um, but I know some people are fond of. So um, there you go. That is my favorite. Is it? I think. Yeah. Oh, he's I never liked the brown one. I always. Uh, <gasps> well, see, I think a lot of it depends on. I My first introduction to him was uh, X-Men 176, I think. And he was in the brown mm. costume in the, in the Paul Smith era. Um, so that that's definitely where I discovered him. Hmm. So I would have come in GS when he was about to ditch the brown costume. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the the other thing with this is, so I know they did the Spider-Man battle diorama that was like four pieces. It'd be interesting to know whether or not they plan to extend this into a larger diorama as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it did say the um, Marvel battle diorama series, so... You know whether or not it 
does link to the others. There's no mention of that in the solicit, but uh, you never know. Hmm. Cool, cool. Well, thank yeah. you for that, Mr. Scotty. And John? I had two pieces of news only because one's fairly small, and that is the uh, Funko is showing pictures now of their Pop Rides Ghost Rider. And if you'll remember, the Ghost Rider was like one of the very first pops that I know it's probably the first pop I had because um, I bought him for my desk at work. So um, oh. he's one of my favorites all time. And uh, to see him back with, with the motorcycle. So I think even at the time I was like, oh, it'd be nice you know, if you could get one with a motorcycle, but that'll never happen. So now to see him with the motorcycle is very cool. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. And they, there's a, a chase version or a exclusive version that glows in the dark. I don't have the original glow in the dark ghost rider, so I am not too hung up on that, but. Um, yeah, I, I probably will have to have him. Oh, cool. <laughs> very, so, very cool. And my other piece of news, um, I, I, I actually was going through stuff, looking, looking online right before this. And, uh, I didn't realize this had been solicited. I saw the preview image for it, but, um, three zero has done a Bioshock big daddy and little sister set. So, um, I've seen statues of this, um, but this is actually like a one twelve. Uh, articulated figures so you get your your little sister and your big your big daddy so um i, I love the, the the bioshock one and two games um and so this is a, a it's something that i might consider um it's got a pretty hefty price tag it's 269 but you're getting you know essentially two you know one six scale or one you know 12 inch figure scale uh, mm. figures with it so um, and he looks, he looks pretty awesome. He's got his big drill hand and his eyes light up. And, um, what's weird though, is in the description, it says his drill hand is detachable, but it's not like they give you, uh, you know, uh, uh, another hand to put on it. Um, he does come with, uh, two different left hands, but, but only one drill hand. So it's kind of huh. weird. Huh. And then, then the little sister, she's just creepy too. And she comes with her little, her little needle gun thing. So cool stuff. I, I, I dig it. I want it. I don't know that I can justify the price tag on it for not having a bunch of figures at scale here. So, yeah, hmm. I like that. There's the swap out heads for different light ups as well, depending on what yeah. color you want. Well, you know, um, when when NECA did their figure, they actually did a deluxe Big Daddy that does that. I think I reviewed him a long time ago. Um, but it actually has like different position switch on the back. And you can actually go from the the green to the yellow to the red, um, which which he does in the game. So um, he's just got a little switch on the back and, and you can do that. But um, yeah, this is pretty neat that you can, you can actually, because with, with those lighting up, you know, you can, if you have them somewhere dark, it's very ominous looking having him there. So huh. yeah, it looks cool though. I, I, I really dig this. It looks creepy and scary, but you get to play as one of those at some points. Uh, oh, no, thank you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, now that, now that I've, I've, I've creeped out Scott, what, what do you got, Adam? I saw, um, this goes back. Ooh, about a weekish. Um, the SH Figure Arts Rainbow Mika. So Rainbow Mika is from Street Fighter Five, um, and she's essentially a, a very bootylicious um, wrestling type chick. So she comes uh, in her blue outfit. Um, and let me just say, I don't think this one's going to be allowed at your house, Scott. Okay. I'm, I'm just no taking chance. a guess here. Yeah. Um, 
so she's she's got the uh, the puppies on display and uh, oh boy. her bum cheeks are well and truly hanging out of her costume. Holy dooly. Yep. Wow. Um, okay. But it does look like a very good likeness of, of Rainbow Mika. Um, what else has she got? She's uh, She comes with two different um, portraits. Um, she comes with two types of right hand, two, three types of left hand, a microphone, some other effect parts, and a background sheet, which looks like it's um, just a, a shot from inside the game. Uh, so it looks like she's in a wrestling arena type thing. Um, yeah. So... So far, they've only showed uh, just the prototype shots, I think, of this. Um, and that's going to go for, what does that translate to? 90, dollar, 90 Singaporean dollars. I think that's a little bit cheaper in Australia. Uh, let's just check. It is, no, it's, yeah, it's around about um, 93 cents Australian. Alone, so it's not going to be significantly different. Um, and I don't believe this is a web exclusive or anything, so everyone should be able to get it. Wonder how they're going to affect the articulation. Yeah, because um, that that the the let's just say the cheeks are kind of well pronounced and don't seem to have like you know articulation around them. So because that's not normally how the the butt area works on a figure art. Yeah, normally it's a fairly flat ass. Yeah, it would be interesting if they are articulated bum cheeks. Oh, that'd be a first. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, though, because there's uh, – yeah. yeah, so I guess it's just going to be more of a cut than a the um, kind of T-piece-ish type crotch. I, you say that, but then one of the other pictures I'm looking at has her kind of more in a kicking stance, so I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Adam, you're going to have to get this just so we know. Yeah, but then I don't have any of the other figure, SH figure out Street Fighter figures, and I kind of don't really want to get into that line. <laughs> um, hmm, cool. Yeah, very okay. cool. Uh, unless anyone has any further news, I think we can take a short break and come back with our first toy of the week. Whoop. And now you can build your own King Kong with these challenging King Kong model kits. You need no glue, no special tools. Just snap together and paint it, and you have a realistic model of Kong fighting the giant snake. Well, Adam has our first toy of the week tonight, and he thinks that this could be the longest toy name that he has ever done. In fact, it was so long that that's why he volunteered to do our intro tonight, because he didn't want to make anyone else do it, so he must have been feeling super generous. Um, so without further ado or do-do, over to you, Adam. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, yeah, so... As has been said in the intro, this is the Robot Spirits Side Laver Chi Industry HL96 Tyrant 2000 and Construction Scene Set. And that's so, all we have time for. Thank you very much. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, breaking it down, Robot Spirits is the, um, the figure line. So, it's basically any robot uh, or mech type um, set of characters that Tamashi. Do, or Bandai do is uh, robot spirits side labor. So typically you then have side and then name of general product category. So this is a Pat Labor figure, hence side labor. Um, I think Gundams are like side Gundam or something. Um, then Hishi Industry uh, is the company that in the Pat Labor universe produce these mechs. And the HL96 Tyrant 2000 is obviously the name of. The actual mech. Um, 
and construction scene set is just about all the bits and pieces you get with it. So, yes, this is another Bundler figure. Um, I think they solicited this at the start of the year. Um, it was shortly after the first Pat Labor, uh, the Ingram, was um, released, I think. Um, at the time that they solicited it, I went off to try and work out how to get hold of it because it wasn't showing up on um, Big Bad Toy Store or Hobby Link Japan and found out that this was indeed a uh, web exclusive. I then went off and had a look at all the the um, Tamashi and Bandai online web stores and, yeah, that none of them will ship to a foreign address, which doesn't help you at all. Um, <clears throat> so then I kind of went, this is bullshit and gave up for a while. Uh, <laughs> in true quitter fashion. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then it kind of got to, I don't know, about a month and a half, two months ago, I kind of went, oh, I really should see whether or not I can get one of those somewhere that doesn't require me going and selling body parts on eBay or um, importing from Germany or something like that. And um, I saw people talking about online about um, Nippon Yasen, which is um, essentially they seem to specialise in things that are kind of exclusives and hard to get elsewhere. Um that are available in Japan and they, they just kind of ship them internationally. I think they also probably ship inside Japan, but it's kind of a why would you bother? You can get it direct in Japan. Um, and pre-ordered one there because they hadn't closed pre-orders since in Japan you can just keep ordering this thing at the moment. Um, so I went, yep, cool, um, pre-ordered that, and then it arrived uh, early this week, I think it was. So that's kind of the long history of acquiring this thing, which was um, a bit of a saga. In terms of the price of it, it's $140 Australian plus shipping. Uh, I noticed that it is now available on Big Bad Toy Store. Um, they still haven't got them in hand, and it's going for $145 US. So they're already slugging you for shipping it into the United States. Um, if you're then getting it to Australia, you're going to get slugged for it. Excuse me coming back out to Australia, which is a little bit harsh, but sure. Um, in terms of the packaging, so this comes in um, the brown mailer box that some Bandai items come in. It seems to be largely the, the bigger items or the rarer items that come in the mailer box. Uh, you open that up, you get a fairly standard Robot Spirits box, which is um, a completely enclosed box so there's no windows or anything like that um, and it shows different things that you can do with your wonderful new purchase in terms of um, the back shows some some posing with bits and pieces of the construction set some of the other Pat Labor figures um, the front has a very nice um, scenic look of the tyrants or two tyrants um, doing some construction or clearing work um, I'm trying to think the one side has just a nice pose, museum-type pose. The other shows it um, posing with bits and pieces of construction gear, and that's more or less carried around onto um, the bottom, and the top has just got, I think, the name of it in Japanese as well. So you get that, and you open it up, and you get um, greeted by the wonderful, ginormous figure that this is in terms of it's a huge piece of plastic. Um, and... That's in one set of tray, sealed tray. There's another tray under that that has some more construction gear and obviously um, has a the instruction sheet that you normally get with a, a Bandai figure telling you how to operate your new toy because it's always good when you need instructions to operate an action figure. 
Um, and there's also some decals. Now, I haven't applied the decals yet because me and decals um, are not always good friends. It doesn't help that, you know, if I'm if I'm not um, on my game in terms of being not too tired, uh, my coordination is not as good. So I, I've left that for the moment. I'll come back when I'm a bit more on it. Um, and that's basically your packaging. So if we talk about the toy itself, um, yeah. This is just a ridiculous figure in terms of what it is. Um, so this is really just like a kind of a, a background mech that occasionally you might have someone gets drunk and, and goes off and starts partying too hard while they're still in their mech. Um, so it's not really like it's a, a key character or anything like that, right? But they've still gone ahead and made it. Yes, it costs the earth, but that price tag is pretty justified. So. Um, Start with some of the articulation points. It's got ball jointed ankles, um, which has a sheath, so you can't actually see the ball joint. It has articulated toes in terms of the the toe piece just rotates up and down, um, down only as far as being level. It only has a single jointed knee, and that knee does not rotate side to side, so it's a, a disc type knee. Um, has by the looks of it a double ball jointed hip on both sides. Um, the wrists or the hands, just checking uh, on a ball joint, so they're pretty cool. Also just checking and seeing if the fingers are actually articulated, and no, they are not. Um, I think it's one of those figures you probably could have done articulated fingers on and it wouldn't look stupid or anything like that. Um, the elbow has very minimal range on it in terms of articulation. It's only um, a back and forth. It doesn't rotate side to side. It rotates at a bicep cut, um, just through 90 degrees, and then has a ball-jointed shoulder. The um, cover over the shoulder is almost like a, a hub cover, like a mud flappy type thing, um, which has kind of lights on the front of it. They don't actually light up and reflectors on the back. That actually um, that actually rotates a bit on top of the shoulder, which is cool. Um, and then the one that I find most interesting is the waist articulation on this thing and I've posted pictures of it that don't really do it justice because um, it's hard to get in and have a look at this. It's actually like a, a 90 degree elbow um, that comes that can rotate up and down I think only. Uh, I think No, it can go a bit side to side so it's on a ball joint um, in the bottom half and fits into a ball joint, ball joint in the top so it actually um, separates up and then you can rotate side to side. Now, you can't get full rotation because of the, the way that they've had to shape the ball joint in the bottom half actually obstructs um, the lower part of the, the upper carriage from rotating through. And if you try and force it, it's just going to um, dislodge it and it comes off. And I've done that twice now, and it's a bit of a pain to get back in. You can manage it this time. Yeah. It's, it's one of those times you can just tell there's going to be a toy breaking at some point. But that's done it, and it's on backwards. And i try to put it on forwards. Can I manage it? Here we go. Silence from the crowd. He's managed it. Hurrah. Okay. So I'm a big fan of that joint, even though it's not the most functional thing. I think it's just terrific engineering sexiness. Um, 
the the back cover, the back casing actually slides off so that you can actually see like some exposed electrical wiring stuff, which is cool. It's actually not actual electrical wiring. It's just pieces of plastic made to look like it. But I think that's kind of cool. Um, and then the front canopy cockpit where the driver would sit, um, when you first open it up, it has the glass windowed one on it. Otherwise, you can choose to take that off and put on a version that's essentially just the cage. Um, so I guess that would depend on, you know, things like driver preference or conditions or something like that. Uh, with the, the glass windowed version, that's actually dark, cleared plastic that's been painted green over the top. So it's slightly different in terms of colouring from the um, main body of the mech, but it's not too bad. The other one is actually cast in the same colour. Uh, the other thing is with the tinted window look, you can't actually see very much inside the cockpit and see the nice little driver's seat that's in there. Uh, there isn't actually a driver. Um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't actually made little drivers to go with with the Pat Labor series yet, Pat Labor series yet. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of a choice as to whether or not you want to be able to see the chair or not. Um, I've opted for the glass because I don't really care and I think it looks a bit cooler having an enclosed cockpit. In terms of the details on this figure, this is probably one of the the more detailed in terms of paints, I think, compared to some of the, the labours, particularly compared to the, the Brocken, which was um, fairly minimalist. So the various reflector items and lights on this thing are all painted up. You've got the nice uh, red and black hazard um, style diagonal lines that are painted on there. There's a little winch at the front that, um, is non-functional but is painted up with a, a winch coil. Um, the lights are actually done with a reflective material. Um, the rear lights or reverses, the reverse indicators are, are done in yellow. Um, there's actually indicators on the back of the thing, so like a, an orange and red light panel down the bottom, um, which looks very cool and is done in nice bits of clear plastic. I think it's maybe a decal under some clear plastic or it may actually just be clear plastic. Um, and then it's got all the various vents and exhausts and things like that that are done up nicely as well. Um, in terms of posability, it's pretty cool. It balances fairly well, surprisingly well, actually, given it's got that massive piece of plastic hanging off the back of it. Um, it has to hunch for just a little bit to make up for that. But if you don't want to make it hunch um, and you have got appropriate figure stands. I think this is designed to work with an Act 5, um, which is the standard mech type one uh, that, that Tamashi do, which is kind of a, I'm trying to think how to describe that. It's almost a pentagon, I think, but not quite. It's kind of a pentagon shape anyway. Um, so it has a, a point to connect at the back of the, the figure on the back of the big hub part. It also has a point that goes under the uh, the crotch of the mech uh, if you want to connect it that way. I have not tried it with an Act 4, which is what I tend to use for my um, Dragon Ball figures, but I can always try that another time if people are super keen on that. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's a, a really good figure, and I haven't even started talking about the accessories yet. So accessories-wise, you have on top of the, the canopy swap out, Two I-beams, um, because, you know, working construction, got to be able to carry them I-beams and smack people around with them, which is really cool. There's a pile of rubble, which also has a, an Act 4 um, type divot in one side of it, so that if you want, you can have it kind of held up in the air. 
um, like it's a bit of rubble falling from the sky or being thrown. Um, alternatively, I think you could probably use it to prop up some of the other accessories that it comes with, um, but that's a, a kind of different item to have. There are four witches hats. Um, considering the size of one of these mechs, each witch's hat is probably kind of six foot tallish in in scale. So that's just, kind of cool. Just, just to clarify for uh, the US people, those would be uh, traffic cones. Correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> witches hats, you know. I, yeah, I was confused cool. for a second, but I was looking at the picture, so I knew what it was. <laughs> How good on you? Yeah, that's just the Australian. <laughs> that's what they're called, which is like British. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start doing that, that here. I'm bringing that to America. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, and roundabouts because we know how much you like those. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> circles. You know the circle. That one always throws me when traffic circles. Yeah. <laughs> and when they when it gets shown to just the circle, I went to the circle. The what? <laughs> Anyway, uh, in terms of swap out hands, there are a couple that are just open palmed, which are probably cool for like, you know, blocking a punch or something. There are a couple that are kind of scoopy looking, which is probably useful for holding things like bits of rubble. Um, the two that it comes fitted with are kind of already in the, the grip, ready to hold um, things like the giant pickaxe that it comes with or the giant spade that it comes with. Because honestly, right, you're going to build a mech and then it's going to need to carry a pickaxe or a spade that's meant to be doing construction and um, dem demolitions and stuff. I thought that was interesting, but sure. Um, I can see that it's probably easier if you've already given it hands to just give it those things as straight pickup items. Um, there are two giant lengths of pipe, and I would suggest that these are actually like sewage pipe type things when you consider the size of the mech. Um, it's a bit weird, but sure, why not? Um, there's another piece of rubble which, from actually looking at how it's posed, well, it's actually another two pieces of rubble that are actually um, pieces of wall that are in process of being demolished, so they're all cracked up and, you know, they're kind of just corner pieces and they've got some, uh, some rebar poking out of it, which is kind of cool. Um, there is a small kind of safety screen um, which is more for like just humans walking past. And then there is a, a giant safety screen, which is about half the height of the mech again, um, that I assume is more for encouraging people to not only just be safe as they walk past, but to not get in there and also probably to stop people being able to see inside um, because it's kind of probably oof, a one to two story building. Oh, probably about one and a half story building in height of solid screen and then another another half a story height or so um, of kind of mesh screen on top of that. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, like, you know, for 150 bucks, I think the the um, second Ingram, which was just a, a, an exclusive of some sort as well, I think that went for ridiculous amounts of money. And I compare that to this at 150 and I think this is pretty reasonable in terms of all the add-ons you get. Um, and the amount of just, you know, unique sculpting and and molding that would have gone into making this particular piece so i think it's actually pretty fantastic in terms of of what you get um the paint yeah is a bit you know they've done the details fantastically and otherwise it's really just a big green bit of plastic but kind of who cares it's what the character is and i find it interesting if people would think that a construction mech is going to be overly detailed in terms of coloring 
I guess I could have done a bit of weathering and dust or something and dirt and grime over it because construction things generally get pretty grotty. Um, but that would yeah, have made John it, happy. Yeah, it, it would have. have. I was going to say that, but yeah. um, I mean, if you if you wanted to sling me 150 bucks, I could get another one and and paint it up like that myself. No, that's okay. I'm totally happy to do that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. That was um, very generous of you, though, Adam. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you know, it. I could send it back after I've like dirtied it up for him, but it's okay. Um, uh, would you paint the dirt, or would you just take it out like in a sandbox? I, I like to picture Adam out in a sandbox, you know, and he'd have all the accessories out there, and he would just be building something. I could do that, and I could just like put some spray some glue on bits and then roll it around in the dirt. That's that certainly what I there? pictured when I was picturing. Yeah, Adam making things grotty. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I think this is actually a, a really good toy. Um, the price is a bit staggering, but like I've said, I think they've more than justified it with all the add-ins. Um, and, yeah, okay, the paint's a little bit boring, but kind of accurate, and some of the articulation's a bit boring, but, again, it's it's kind of a one-off figure, and it's also something where I don't think it has to be able to do hugely exciting things, right? It's for construction, so it makes sense to me. Um, what? What what are on the decal sheet? I mean, what is it? Numbers? Is it just yeah, safety Japanese things? language? Yeah, it's Japanese characters, which is probably about um, don't step here or something mm. like that. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I don't know these was, characters. Oh, uh, I was wondering if it was like numbers. You know, like you could have a one and a two, or you know, unit thirty three and fifty four, or whatever. But that would be cool. And you could always do that, but yeah, you could always do that. You could. Um, you so, yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I, like, nice. I like this. Yeah. So, Don't as a rating, rating, I probably yeah. give this, I'm really tempted to say 10, actually. Yeah. I, I just think it's that good. Yeah, Same. 10. I've, I've been Fair looking enough. at some of the uh, other Pat Labors you've been reviewing on Amazon, and I've came close a couple times, but other stuff has intrigued me more. So. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, do I, I, if I was going to start into this series, is there a manga? Is it just on on video? What, what where should I start? Um, so the first time I got involved with it was watching the first movie, which was really more like a I'm trying to think it was more like a cop thriller type um, thing because it is a, a cop series just with giant robots. Um, I don't think I've actually seen much of the anime. But I suspect the anime is probably better to watch than reading the manga, and I've read bits and pieces of the manga. Mm. So I've read probably the first third of the manga and then had trouble getting hold of the rest of it. So, But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Well, cool. I might check nice. that out. Hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Well, good. Thank you very much for that, Adam. That's a um, kind of very fun way to start off our Toys of the Week, and we will take a short break and come back in a moment with the next one. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, 
or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash AFblues. Well, he's been away for a while. He's back and he's coming with a Toy of the Week. So, John, I'm just going to hand it straight over to you. Well, thank you, Adam. Um, actually, I got two Toys of the Week, but I kind of combined them because they're small and, you know, low price point because that seems to be what I get. I buy things that make me happy. And um, I think you guys know I've bought Lego figures, little blind bag, you know, minifigures. I kind of like that stuff. But uh, Mega Constructs, which used to be Mega Blocks, has a line out right now that single carded figures are turning up in Walmarts all over the place. Um, they have like an alien and a um, Marine and um, actually He-Man and Skeletor uh, are, are on on single carded Mega Blocks figures. But uh, they actually have a Captain Picard and a board drone. Now they've done some previous uh, work in the Star Trek universe. Cause I want to say they did something for the films with like the, the JJ verse enterprise and stuff. But um, to my knowledge, they hadn't done any next gen stuff. Now I'm, I'm a big fan of the original series cause I love Scotty to death. Um, but you know, I really watched a lot of next gen. I, I, I you know, I was watching it when it was on. So um, I, that's kind of my Star Trek where, where I fit in. Uh, so when I saw Captain Picard, I was like, oh, I don't, they're five bucks. And for, you know, a Lego size figure, I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's a lot. Um, and then I, I looked at it and I was like, looking at the Lego figure that was next to it, that was like four bucks. And I was like, well, I guess that's not too, but too different, but you know, it, it was, it was crossing that point where I was like, eh, I don't know. That's a lot of money for a single figure. So I bought Picard and then a couple days later I bought the board drone. Um, so these come single carded. They are, um, you know, your regular mega blocks type figure. So they're, they're articulated. Uh, you can actually see what you're getting. They're not blind bagged. So they actually come, you know, where you can see them in the, the blister. Um, they have articulated shoulders, elbows, knees, hips, um, you know, pretty much everything you'd expect. Uh, little heads, little ball jointed heads. Um, Start with Picard. He's in his red duty uniform. You know, he doesn't have the captain's jacket, which I would have preferred. But, uh, you know, the red and the black are painted. Um, he has a little communicator emblem painted. And really for the size, I, I was pretty impressed with that communicator emblem because it, you know, it's it's painted fairly well. Um, but what surprised me was the head. The head actually is is pretty well done as, as, as well. Um, you know, you can actually see kind of Picard in it. Um, it, uh, Star Trek podcast I was listening to was talking about these and, um, headwise, they pointed out something that I didn't realize at first. Um, the eyes are actually where the pupils are, are little tiny holes. So instead of trying to paint those pupils in, they've actually used like little tiny, Uh, Like almost, I'm sure it's in the mold. They're just little needle points, basically, where those those pupils are. But it it gives the right effect. So they just paint the white around Picard's eyes, and away you go. You got you got a perfectly centered pupil. So um, that kind of worked out well. He's got the bald head. Um, It looks like a little. I mean, he's a little. Obviously, the you know the size figure is a little stylized. So he's a little bulkier than Picard. You know, probably would be. but then he comes outfitted with a uh, phaser rifle, which Picard maybe isn't well known for using. But he also comes with a pad. I, I really think the paint on the pad for the size it is, you know, because it, it, it's a little 
not even one stud wide thing, but you can tell it's a pad and um, it's got the Elkar stuff on it. So, um, you know, I, I got Picard and I was like looking at him like this. This is a kind of cool little minifigure. Um, you know, I, I don't think it would ever replace my my uh, Playmates Picard because I have a bunch of the Playmates next gen figures. But um, it, it for the size and the price point, I was like, OK, I can I can add this to my collection, which got me intrigued enough to get the Borg. And um, I'm kind of glad I did, because while Picard is kind of a generic figure. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot going on sculpt wise because he's just a guy in a next gen uniform. Um, and, and even his accessories for the most part are kind of boring. Um, I think there's probably something better. They probably could have gave him than that phaser rifle, but I can see where they will be using that in the future. Probably, uh, the Borg comes with a bunch of accessories and, you know, this is a Borg drone. It's not necessarily a specific, uh, Borg in particular, I don't think. Um, but, uh, so the, the board drone, he has like a little vest on and, and you can see where they've probably used some of their halo and call of duty technology to kind of come up with this board drone. Cause he's got a basic body, you know, he's got elbows, wrists, um, uh, you know, the shoulders and he, he moves like a little block figure. Um, one of the starting at the top, one of the neat things is the, because they have the little ball jointed heads, but they also have a hole in the top of them. So the Borg drone actually has a little piece that pegs into the hole on the top of his head and comes around and does the eye of the Borg eye. Well, that piece is removable, so you can pop it out and actually swap which side that eyepiece is on. Oh, wow, so that's can, cool. So you can swap that eyepiece to the other side and you can make a right eye, like he comes in the package with the left eye um, covered. You can switch, switch it to the right eye. Um. He also comes in the package with the right hand is a gray hand and the left hand is a white hand, a human hand, which I assume you could swap out. I, I think those will come apart. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't tried it. I, I, to me, the Borg are always that way. You know, the left hand's always the one that's left kind of human and the, the right hand gets swapped out. But, um, you know, so he doesn't have anything in that right hand, which seems kind of odd, but I'll come back to that. Uh, he also has a vest. So, like I was saying, he kind of is based on some of that that military technology, um, building block technology. So he's got a vest and it's got little silver bits on it and little technology bits. Um, an interesting thing they've done here because the Borg always seem to have little hoses and stuff coming out that kind of breaks up their outline. They took like a little rubber band with a um, two like little loops on each end. So it's got like a little round loop on one end and a little round loop on the other hand. Well, they pegged one of those over one of the pieces on his vest and then put a piece over it and then put another one into um, a spot on his elbow joint. Well, when it, the one in the elbow joint, because the, the rubber band's black and he's dark gray, it kind of blends in. So you get this kind of almost seamless connected hose thing, but because it's rubber, it, it's not like it, it stays lined up you can move his arm around and it doesn't tender his motion at all. And you almost don't have to worry about it like breaking off. You know, I'm sure it would if you stretched it and snapped it, but because it's that rubber material, it, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, cause I know I have the, uh, playmates board and I, and I saw him in my, one of my boxes recently and one of his hoses is snapped off. Uh, 
just just because you know it, it's glued in but because this isn't glued in it's it's flexible so it's it's pretty neat well then they give you a bunch of accessories with this guy um he comes with two little gun type things that fit in his hand tools that fit in his right hand but they're molded in the same color that the um uh, hand is so when you snap them in it kind of gives you that borg arm appearance uh, of having you know some kind of attachment on the end of his arm and they have one that's kind of triangularly triangular triangulish i guess you could say and then one that's more like the flat round um borg hand so mm-hmm. you, you got some options on the right hand but then they give you little um little just technology bits. There's like two or three of them that, that can fit on different pegs on his body. So, um, you know, you can really mix and match these a little bit and probably get, you know, 20, 30 different looking board fairly easy. Wow. Oh, well, on That's top cool. of that, they actually, they actually give you another headpiece as well. So and you can build it left or right with a different eye. So not only can you have the eye he comes with in the package, they actually have a different eye that you can build left and right. So between that and, you know, the different hands and, um, you know, different little bits. Yeah. You can, you can swap this guy around a bunch of different ways. And I, I have to say, I was fairly impressed with this. So between the two figures, I probably paid, I paid 10 bucks. Um, but where I thought Picard kind of let me down, this board probably is the other way. I actually felt like I was getting more than, you know, what, what I, what I really, you know, what I paid for in comparison to Picard. The kind of cool thing is, is because you have two of the head bits, you can actually, um, you can put one on Picard and, and leave the one on the Borg if you want. So you can, you can, you can start the Borg, Borg up Picard at the same time. I was going to say, you were all tempted to do like a, a take off Picard's head and give it a bit of a, a white paint, make him a Lacutus of Borg. I I actually thought at first that that's what they had done. I actually thought actually, that was Picard, yeah. Picard head. Yeah, and when I, I saw the looking photo, at it, I thought, oh, is that Lacutus? Like, I thought that's random. Like, <laughs> but the the chin's different. So I I was kind of surprised when I got looking at it in a little more detail that it's actually not not the same head because you really probably could have got away with that and nobody would have you know balked mm. at it. But um, it actually is a different little head. So. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I the, like I said, Picard probably feels a little undervalued, but the board more than makes up for it. So I guess if you're gonna buy them, you know, buy both of them, and you'll probably feel like you paid the right amount of money. I suspect maybe the Alien and Colonial Marine are that way. Like I suspect the Alien has a lot more bits to it than the the Marine does. Um, and I was tempted by them, but I I actually didn't get them, but. But this this was right in my wheelhouse, and um, you know if they make more next gen, I will probably be in for it because you know there's there's been a couple of figure series. I don't have any of the DST stuff, so um, you know I have all Playmate stuff, and this is just kind of a a new way to to scratch that Star Trek itch. Cool. So dolly wise, um, I'd probably give the Borg a nine and Picard and eight cool so thank you for making us aware well you know it was it it was one of those things that i just picked up and the picard and then i was like you know what i really want to talk about this board when i get them because 
I, I don't think people would just appreciate him for what he is in the package because you can't see all the little extra bits. They're kind of tucked in a little mm. bag in the bottom of the package. So when you see them, you don't get the sense that there's as much in the package as there is. So another cool. public service announcement. Yeah. We are just so educational tonight. Yeah, we really are. Don't let your kids and friends play with board. That's my or Adam. My other one. Yeah, or, uh. or Adam. No, definitely not. Yeah. He's just going to cover him in glue and then roll him in dirt. Yeah, don't let him do it. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you, John. Uh, we'll take a short break and be back with our third and final toy of the week. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, up next is Scott and what he declares is a Muppetational uh, selection of figures. So, Scott, over to you. Uh, thank you very much, Adam. So, a while ago, I reviewed the first series of the Diamond Muppet Select figures. Um, I do own the second series, but I think just from other things happening, I never, I haven't reviewed those on the show. But the third series has come out, and they are timely, and so I'm talking about them tonight. And, of course, had to organize to do that when my good friend John was here because he is uh, what I would consider to be the um, Muppets expert of the the, the crew. Um, wow. And, of course, well, you know, you, I mean, you've got the – you're the – you have the biggest Palisades collection of the, of the gang, I believe. Um, I have one, um, which is <laughs> one that you gave me. Um, <laughs> so um, – and – uh, you know, I'm. We're obviously we can kind of talk about how some of these compare to the Palisades versions, you know, as we go. Um, but I don't own those, which is why I think I'm the only one that's actually started uh, on these, and I'm quite enjoying them. Um, so these are uh, have come out in the last couple of months, um, and just to kind of run through, there's three different sets in this particular series, and they are. Miss Piggy with Fufu and a penguin, um, Floyd Pepper and Janice, and then my guy, Rolf, with Crazy Harry and a Manamana guy. And I'll leave them till last so I can talk about Rolf in a little bit more detail. Um, so packaging-wise, these are in the kind of standard uh, Diamond Select action figure packaging, which I really have to say is getting old, guys. I, I definitely understand why for things like Marvel um, that it would be a really hard thing to change the packaging now because, you know, I know there's a lot of collectors that collect those and keep them uh, in package and display them with the art ends on the side. But why in a new line we had to go back to, you know, that really like 
uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's a couple of things that annoy me about this packaging. One, of course, it's not collector friendly. Once you've ripped it all open, um, you know, it's gone. And uh, secondly, it's just, you know, twist high hell. Um, <clears throat> and particularly for these really accessory heavy pieces, um, you know, I, I'm not someone who displays a lot of action figures. I display statues and kind of store action figures in my different kind of collection groups. And um, this to me is the same as uh, the DC collectibles, Batman animated line in that, you know, why, 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 when you are doing all these amazing accessories, do they not come in collector friendly packaging um, but for someone like me who doesn't, I haven't opened all of the taken all of the accessories out of the package at the moment because they'll just be going into storage. I'm not displaying them. And uh, I just thought maybe when I was doing uh, opening these and photographing them, I thought, you know, maybe with a, a brand new line, like doing Muppets might've been the time to experiment with some different packaging and a um, bit of a shame that that hasn't happened. Um, and Oh my goodness, the twist ties. <laughs> I probably would have actually played with more of the accessories in these pieces if not for the bloody twist ties because I just had had enough. You know, I'm I'm like Adam. I'm not coordinated at the best of times, um, and I think Adam's actually a lot more coordinated than I am. Um, and mm. uh, the um, so yeah. Anyway, so to kind of go through the the packs first, we'll start with the lovely Miss Piggy. Um, so this is the the least. Uh, accessory laden of the sets. Um, the other two come with two trays, one with the main you know, the f- characters and a couple of accessories in the top and then another tray of accessories in the bottom. Whereas this uh, one doesn't. This is just one tray. And in that tray um, we get Piggy, we get the penguin, and then her little Fufu, which um, is actually quite cute. And then we get uh, a, a really nice accessory, which is Miss Piggy's um, Hollywood Walk of Fame, like star on the, the Walk of Fame, and then a mirror, a photo of Kermie, um, and then a bowl and a leash for um, Fufu. And um, these are these are great. These are smaller than the Palisades. I don't know what if you would call what scale you would call them or what scale Palisades was in. Um, they're, they're Muppet scale. Muppet scale. Well, then these are yeah. mini Muppet scale because these are um, probably not. They're not kind of half size, but they're probably like three quarter size of the the palisade. So they are they are a bit smaller. Um, Piggy comes with quite a, a decent amount of articulation. I haven't counted points. Um, her, but uh, interestingly, her neck is not articulated. Her um, hair hmm. is sculpted. Um, uh, really tightly around her shoulders, and so she's got no neck articulation. Um, but she does have a good, you know, kind of like arm, elbow, wrist, um, and then kind of decent leg articulation as well. Um, one of the the things that I do like about most of these figures is that they do stand really easily. They've got good centers of balance. You know, I don't have a lot of patience for having to work really hard to get figures to stand up properly. Um, but these all kind of, besides one I'll talk about later, all stood up without much hassle. Um, she, uh, There's no swap out hands with any of these. And when some of these that come with lots of accessories, I probably would, would have uh, appreciated some swap out hands just to use them if I was a real accessory person. Uh, but her 
left hand is just outstretched and her right hand will hold things like the mirror or Fufu's lead, etc. So, um, you know, the, 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 she, she has no waist articulation either. So the movement oh, wow. definitely, yeah. So movement is definitely a little bit limited, um, here. And I, I think that maybe they, I'm not quite sure, um, where, you know, what, what's kind of happened, um, in terms of just the, the restriction there, but, it definitely limits you in terms of the posability um, of the of this particular figure, which I think is kind of a shame for such a a, a lead, yeah, you know, so one one of the major characters. Is this the first piggy? Like this is the first piggy they've done, right? Yeah, yeah, they haven't done they, any. They hadn't done one previously. Yeah, no, no, okay. no. So I mean, there's definitely scope down the line, but this is your kind of. You know, standard picky. It's not like pigs in space or you know whatever. Um, yeah. So it's a. I mean, like the the sculpt is the sculpt is great, um, but the way that they've done the hair, you know, really limits the um, the movement. And certainly, we've seen a lot of work in that um, with Marvel Legends, for example, with softer um, plastic in that space to allow more movement there. So a bit surprised that they did ended up kind of making her so restricted. Most of the, most of the figures in the line don't have waist articulation. Oh, actually that's not true. Um, you know, but, but yes, I was, I was a bit surprised that piggy didn't. Um, the penguin is really cute. The penguin, um, basically just has articulated, uh, wings and his feet do have a little bit of rotation, um, to them. Um, nicely sculpted and cute. Fufu is actually adorable. Um, they've put it's really cute little sculpt, and he actually is it is it a he or a she? Mm, yes, I can't tell from looking at him. Um, the uh, he's obviously desexed. Um, the he actually does have yeah he actually does have a little slight articulation in his neck, um, and just a really adorable um, facial expression. So. Super good fun. A little bit of a bummer just about that kind of lack of movement is, for Piggy. Is, is the penguin's beak articulated? No. No, I okay. thought it might have been, but no, it's not. No. It looked like um, there was a joint there on the picture. I was, like, trying to work yeah, out. Yeah, it does. Uh, it actually does. That's why I thought it might have been, because it did look like that it might have been sculpted, but no, it's not articulated. Um, so that is that set. I think that the... The I love the um, Walk of Fame star. I think that's actually quite um, fun. But like I said, this one is a bit light on compared to the um, other pieces. And then next we have got um, the Flay Pepper and Janice set. And this one um, is, like, I think a little bit of a surprise to me just that these two got a, a box on their own. Um and well, I think, you know, I'm sure that we're going to get the rest of the the band, but I would have thought that maybe Dr. Teeth might have come with them because I'm not oh, – because we've already had Animal, um, we've already had and, – and now we've got Floyd and Janice. So uh, I I trust that we're going to get Dr. Teeth. <gasps> now I worry. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so these guys come with a bucket load of accessories. There's like, there's a front tray that has got, um, a guitar each, um, Janice's little cap, which I'll talk about in a moment. Um, 
two microphones, uh, a harmonica, a tambourine, and then there's a easel, like a stand with a um, electric mayhem poster that goes on it in the back set. And then in the back set, there's also two music stands, um, a little piece of like sheet music, uh, two speakers, and then a big kind of lighting rig, like one that came with Kermit, I think, or one one of the original um, sets, uh, or Fuzzy. Uh, anyway, um, so these guys are like kitted out. If you're mm-hmm. you know want to build dioramas and scenes, they're amazing, absolutely amazing. John, uh, you know I'm looking at your pictures of the trays, and the thing yeah. that stands out to me is the difference in Janice's guitar and Floyd's bass. The the mm-hmm. scale difference. The scale difference. Yeah, yeah. it's like a little ukulele yeah. thing. I don't know. What, that, that, that's I mean, what it looks like in comparison. I mean, normally they're supposed to be like a lot closer than that. Um, you know, because they, huh. they, the Muppets, when they typically play, play regular human instruments. So, yeah, I was confused I hadn't by really that. kind of, okay. Um, yeah, I hadn't really, the tambourine is huge also. The cha- like the tambourine, um, is, does think, it, does it have little, does it actually shake with little, little uh, no. pieces? The no. Palisades one actually does that and it's very cool. cool. Awesome. I was just, I was but, wondering if they yeah. recreated that. Oh, well, hold on. Sorry. Just bear with me one moment. It's got my tray. No, mm. no actual tambourine. Hey. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's why I wanted John here so that um, you know, to just kind of progressively deflate me and take all the wind out of my sails. Um, the, I, it, I, w- the, I will um, say on Piggy, I, I like the head sculpt on that Piggy better than I like the Palisades head sculpt. Okay, that looks more like Piggy to me. Cool, cool. Okay, um, so uh, to go with Floyd first, his head sculpt is amazing, looks really, really nicely done. The detail on his glasses and his you know, mustache, it's super fun. Um, his guitar is really cool. Um, he, let's see, he's got, he does have waist articulation um, as well as, you know, um, the kind of standard arms, etc., cetera, um, and neck articulation. So Piggy really missed out. Um, there are lots of detail on his uh, outfit. Um, Janice is great. Her limbs are very thin, and her right elbow, I have not been able to kind of fully uh, bend, and it just feels like, you know when you feel like, if I keep doing this, it's going to snap? Um, so uh-huh. I just haven't been. It, it, I might do it, and it could be fine, but I could do it, and it could go bing and be all sad. So I've just decided to uh, leave it. Um, her skirt is a separate piece, and I didn't notice until I um, had done my photos that it was actually hiked up a bit high. Um, so you can kind of almost see some of her private parts underneath there, and she's um, going commando, um, So, <gasps> which doesn't yeah, it doesn't surprise me for Janice. Well, um, I suppose not. Yeah, no. um, and um, and then her little hat thing um, actually is not easy to. Oh shit! I just dropped it on the ground. Um, 
it's really not shaped well to actually sit properly on her head. So it's only at certain angles where you can actually get it to rest on it. I kind of expected it to kind of fit better, but it's more just balanced on her head. It's not really, it's not snug at all, if that makes sense. So it's, it's cute, but it's kind of annoying. Um, and then, yeah, all the little bits and pieces of this, I think if you were really into, you know, kind of dioramas and, and posing these and, you know, hopefully, I mean, maybe Dr. Teeth is going to come on his own because he's going to come with his, you know, full on gear. Um, and that, you know, that would be cool. Um, but, uh, these are definitely great fun. And then finally, um, I actually, the, the Rolf set, while I had these, coming in a big bad pile of loot um i was up in brisbane a little while ago at comics etc who normally stock these and just walked in and saw them sitting there and then i checked and i was like oh i've already paid for them on big bad but i just had to walk out with the rolf one anyway <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of those things where like you know it's just because you know you, you know you just have those kind of favorite characters and i, I couldn't tell you why but rolf you know, the, the piano playing dog has always been my favorite Muppet. Um, I have very distinct memories as a kid of really wanting, because they, they had a, a set of um, hand puppets for the Muppets, and I really, really wanted the Rolf one for one Christmas. And then I didn't get it, which was a bummer, but then my sister, who had no interest in them, got the Miss Piggy one for Christmas, and it was always kind of like... What? That's kind of one of those. I mean, you know, being a parent now, I understand how you can kind of just get overloaded and brain fart in the gift giving space. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like, really? <laughs> um, and uh, I've I've looked at that on eBay a number of times, but it's not it's not cheap. And I kind of go, come on, you don't need this. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is the first kind of Rolf toy I've ever owned, despite always having been a fan. Um, so Rolf comes with uh, a mana mana guy and Crazy Harry, and then he's got two trays as well. And <clears throat> on the top tray, we've got the Beethoven bust that goes on his piano, and also a little candelabra, um, a uh, microphone, and then a couple of bits and pieces. I can't quite tell you what they are at the moment because I don't have it in front of me. I can just see it in my photos. Um, and then on the back tray, two more music stands and then Rolf's piano. Um, so Rolf is um, really nicely done. He has got neck articulation, um, shoulders, elbows, wrists, um, hips, and uh, feet. No, no waist articulation, which is fair enough for the way that he is sculpted um and uh super super cute um again really easy to pose stands really nicely at his piano and you can kind of get him positioned to look like he's banging on it which is you know, fine um the uh, mana mana guy is also really nicely sculpted um he's just got kind of the basic five points um, and with slightly bendy arms and legs. Um, Crazy Harry, I'm not sure. Is Crazy Harry meant to be like really severely hunched over? Um, yes. 
Oh, okay. Well, then that yes. th- that's accurate because it, it to get him to actually stand up, you have to have him um, really hunched, and his jaw is actually articulated, so you can have him. Oh, neat. You know, kind of yeah, open mouthed or kind of closed mouth. Um, and yeah, there you go. He was the one that I couldn't actually get him really standing up properly when I was doing photos. So I kind of had to lean him against the wall. And it wasn't until afterwards that I worked out that I could get him freestanding if I really bent him over. Yeah. I want to say the Palisades one has like really bent knees and he's like in a very deep punched over stance. Okay. Um, because he's normally got his plunger, you know, to blow something up. Yeah. 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 Which is weird because that's the one accessory that, I would have expected with this. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you know, he doesn't have anything to blow up or a bomb oh. or dynamite or one little piece of something would have made him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this to me is a, a very random grouping. Um, like I, you know, there's no kind of logic in why these characters are together. Um, so, and, and yeah, yeah I, so yeah, I would have, well, I th- would have thought that too, that he might've gotten something to blow up. Well, I think Menomina is normally considered one of the musical characters, which would make sense maybe putting him with, with Rolf. But okay, um, I, why they didn't take and make one of his little Snoweth partners to put behind him and include that here, that would have made a better choice than mm. Crazy Harry. Yeah, than Crazy Harry. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, look, I mean, these are, these are great fun. I'm really enjoying collecting these. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've gone back – found other lines that I've been interested in old lines and gone back and, you know, post collected them on eBay. But the Palisades one is just so cost prohibitive um, that as well, like, you know, I can definitely see um, things that are like significantly better about it compared to these. It's just not a, you know, not a financial thing that I, want to do and so the fact that these are coming out and i can kind of get the highlight characters is great fun um as far as i know i i'm not sure that uh oh actually no there is i think we do know the next set coming i think has got um the swedish chef in it i want to say is that is that right sounds yeah, right so, that sounds right yeah series four um has got the swedish chef has got oh Sam the Eagle oh Doctor Teeth and oh my goodness I've forgotten the name of the guy that plays the saxophone Zoot Zoot okay Zoot. that's yeah. well, okay Doctor Teeth and Zoot are coming together there you go that makes sense okay huh. um, oh and, and Rizzo okay so look the the again great fun um, really enjoying this line. Um, I didn't get to review Animal and um, Beaker and Bunsen, but I think that their Animal is probably the highlight set for me and the the um, line so far because his drum set is really awesome. Um, but from a sentimental value point of view, obviously Rolf is um, the one that I'm super enjoying. Um, I'm going to go a nine out of ten dollies um, for this overall, and uh, you know just couple of niggling i didn't really chop paint but the paint's great um sculpting is amazing a um, bit of a shame about some of the lack of articulation on piggy um, but i am really enjoying collecting these do, do rolf's hands turn yes see the palisades one didn't do that and that's actually really handy for him 
because otherwise yeah. he looks like he's playing the piano or he's standing with his fingers up in the air. <laughs> which, which yeah, no, no, he's, cool. his um, hands turn. Um, it's actually, it's a really nice figure. I've never been, because the, the, the Palisades one, he was in a suit, wasn't he? Well, they did too, but you had to get the ah. um, backstage set to get him because that was one of the last lines. And I think they probably had him sculpted and they said, well, we've got to get him out there somehow and we'll put him with the backstage. Otherwise, okay. he comes with a tux with a yeah. uh, a grand piano, which is not yeah. this piano. And I actually made a custom piano that looked like that one for my huh. wife. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never – like I – I mean, obviously, the backstage thing would be just impossible, um, you know, eBay-wise. I've looked at the one in the tux a number of times, but just thought, oh, for the price, I don't know that I – if I, I want Rolf in a tux because that's just not how I see him. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so this to me is just perfect. And one of the things I really like about um, this line is the little just kind of individual set pieces that they've done. Like, I still have my – Statler and Waldorf with the their little you know theater box and chairs sitting here on my desk because it just looks cool. Yeah, and you know there's other little pieces like this. Um, I do really wish that the packaging was more collector friendly because I find it really hard to keep accessories. You know, like the you got to kind of do your own work then to group accessories together to make sure that they stay together if you're not displaying. Um, that's, which is a bit of a see, that's the nice thing about some of the bigger playsets that Palisades did, like the backstage one. You can hang props and stuff up on it and kind of have them scattered around on the on the playsets, and it kind of helps keep track yeah. of some of that stuff. The yeah. thing that kills me with these is there's like always those one or two things that Palisades didn't do that they kind of throw in each of these series, like the little foo-foo. I'd love to have a little foo-foo in, in a Palisade scale. Um, mm. But they didn't do that. And, and actually the phenomena, um, they didn't do him in that line. And I would love to have him, you know, with his backups, but, um, yeah. you know, I see the, I see this and it makes me sad cause I'm like, Oh, I really want him as a character, but I'm not gonna, you know, I already have crazy Harry and Rolf and it, yeah, it, it yeah, just wouldn't yeah. make any sense. So yeah, I guess I, I like, I, think, <clears throat> I, I was gonna say, I like these. If, if I hadn't, if I didn't have the Palisades, I'd be all over these. I'd be all over them because they look Adam. great. The thing I'd be interested to do to see would be if someone actually um, goes to the effort to rig up the the speakers and the lights to actually be like what well, the amps to be actual speakers and the lights to actually like you know just um, drill out the the light, put a bit of a wire through it, and actually turn it into like a little light. Because <laughs> it'd be pretty easy to do, mm. right? Hmm. Hmm. If only we had an engineer. Don't make me do it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would be cool, it'd just be cool to have like a little set and you could actually have one, have music coming out of it. I mean, you'd get a pretty shitty sound out of a speaker that small, but anyway. Huh. Well, you could you could turn an old cell phone into like a, a LCD display above the band. Yeah. Play music through that. That'd be cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's me. I, I am enjoying this. I, I love when you do these. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I was here because I, I, I know I'm a big proponent of the Palisade stuff, but I do, I do love these and I love that you're getting them and I get to see them and kind of all the stuff that's with them. So thank you. It's good fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to kind of have something that, you know, even if, and, and I think they've done a great job with these, even if, you know, by series four, if it doesn't continue, 
um, you know, they, they've done, you know, there's no giant gaps in terms of your, your main characters that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, so, you know, I like that they haven't just kind of pieced it out. Um, and it, cause you know, these things, they have a lifespan and it seems that companies have less, um, ability to kind of give things a go these days. So, I, you know, the last thing that you'd want is to kind of jump in, start collecting these, get five characters, and then have it die. Um, but as long as we get series, you know, series four, um, you know, if it, if it, I'd love it to keep going. But if it stops there, it's still a really nice collection. Yeah, it'd be ashamed if they don't get to the pigs in space characters, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what? The one that would kill me, and I would have to get them, would be the uh, veterinarian's hospital. If they did those, <laughs> I would have to get them. Palisades had them planned and they never came out like they were just on the drawing board and I've seen pictures of them and it's like, man, I really want those. (laughs) That's because that's my favorite, one of my favorite bits on the show. So, huh? Yeah. Good, good. Cool. All right. Thank you, Scott. We will take a short break and then we'll come back with some feedback and we'll wrap the show up for the week. Kenner, it's the Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures sold separately. The collector's case holds 24 Star Wars action figures, like Stormtrooper, R5-D4, and Snaggletooth. It comes with two plastic trays to keep them in. Or you can turn the trays over and display all your figures in action poses. You can pack up Star Wars action figures and take them with you. The Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. Well, before we finish off for the, the week, we'll uh, just whip through our bit of feedback. And I believe, John, you have it for us. Yep. And this is from Benjamin. And Benjamin says, hey, guys, I'm a new listener out of the United States, Indiana specifically. And I'd like to know where in Indiana, because obviously I'm from Indiana. So, well, not from, but I live in Indiana. Um, I just want to tell you guys that I love the format of your show. It is so entertaining for me. It's a real thrill to hear people so passionate about toy collecting and comics. Most people forget the comics, but they are the inspiration behind all these fantastic collectibles. I started in comics when I was about 11 years old, and I have well over 30 long boxes full. I'm mainly a Marvel guy, but I do dabble in DC Comics as well. I also collect all of the IDW Transformer titles. Well, good for him. I'm sure that will make Eddie very happy. Um, I've listened to a few recent episodes and decided to go back to the beginning and start at episode one. Your show gives me a chance to hear hear about all the great toy lines that I don't necessarily collect. And now I get great and entertaining information about new worlds of awesome collectibles. Keep up the amazing work. And I can't wait to hear episode 300. Ben. Wow. Thanks, Ben. That is awesome. That it was actually, we've, we've edited that for a length because it was, you know, quite a long email. Thank you so much for all of that. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, going back to episode one, he's going to see here, some changes in there Uh, along the way. So, yeah, Yeah. it's going to, yeah. You know, but I mean, that's the the joy of you know doing this for as long as we've been doing it is um, you know occasionally I'll go back and listen to an old one and kind of think oh you know some things I think oh wow we do that better now and there's things where I think oh we should go back and do that again or whatever but so all good so all good it's a lot of binge listening that Ben has in store for him so yeah that's a, that's a lot good. of hours there yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of hours yep. And uh, 300 is actually not far away. This is 291. Um, and uh, if you recall um, our what we did for 250, uh, where we 
watched a very famous film together and talked about it. Uh, we have similar plans for 300. So just something fun and random. Cool. All right. Well, if like Ben, you would like to contact us and uh, give us some questions or comments, uh, anything you want to talk to us about, really, just uh, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may well find yourselves on the show. Uh, and with that, gentlemen, we have reached the end. The end. Oh. John, it was oh. so great to chat to you again. Let's not make it so long before we uh, do another one. It's not John's fault because we cha- – I know. It's not John's fault because we changed our kind of recording habits and schedule, and it's not as John-friendly. So, um, But we, we try to make sure that we don't forget him. Mm. Oh, I, I, I've got some ideas for some segments coming up, so stay tuned. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. Cool. Okay. See you later. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 